and welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast brought to you by the Scottish Rugby Blog. Uh, I am Cammy Black. We are putting out these sort of mini-pods during the World Cup where we'll be previewing uh, upcoming Scotland games and maybe just picking up on bits of news as they happen. Um, joining me this evening uh, to look ahead to Scotland versus Ireland on Sunday, it's Sandy Smith. Greetings, everyone. Uh, you can get in touch with us and follow us for all the latest news and views from the Rugby World Cup on uh, Twitter at Scott Rugby Blog or at Cammy Black. Visit the blog scottishrugbyblog.co.uk. We'll have full match reports, player ratings, news stories, opinions, views, lots of other bits and bobs. Uh, you can also email us podcast at scottishrugbyblog.co.uk. We're on Instagram and Facebook too if you want to bother to find us. Um, We'll, we'll we'll talk about the game in a moment. Um, the big news today, Sandy, um, on on the internet was that people were most upset that this morning has been cancelled in favour of the rugby. Very, it's traumatic. That's all I can really call it. <laughs> I know forty four replies to the this morning tweet saying we're not on because of the rugby. Uh, Mrs S, do ITV really think regular daytime viewers want to watch rugby? Completely ignoring the time difference. Um, <laughs> David White, you have four channels, but you cancel this morning and loose women. <laughs> um, you could have put the rugby on another channel. Nobody watches. Six one that weeks. Was the best. Uh, six weeks of rugby interrupting the schedule is not acceptable. Now, I I think and we were talking about this earlier on the GUI group chat. It's a missed opportunity here because I don't understand why you can't combine the two. Why you cannot still have this morning but intersperse it with the rugby? Oh, it, absolutely. There's bound to be collisions here somewhere. I know, I was thinking, so my initial thought when I put this on Twitter is maybe half-time uh, live prostate examination on Clive Woodward by Dr. Chris. <laughs> nice, yeah. Um, Rylan um, looking at how to um, how to spice things up in the bedroom um, if you're watching an early morning game and it's maybe not as exciting as you were hoping it was. <laughs> Um, did you have anything at all, Sandy, for any suggestions? Yeah, that was. Um, I thought maybe they could get Dr. Hillary to uh, discuss the numerical cure for uh, premature ejaculation, which was <laughs> a good look at Eddie Jones's face. <laughs> and then the other one I was thinking is we could get um, uh, Jim Hamilton on in the, in the This Morning Kitchen to make uh, some kind of rabbit stew or something like that. Well, yeah, very well, of course after the they learnt learnt they can demonstrate how to skin a rabbit. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be one of the uh probably one of the least unusual things to happen on this morning. I was looking at this <laughs> um earlier. This is what this is what people are missing on this morning is uh features like I took a clown to my own sacking. The guy who took <laughs> took a clown when he was told he could have someone accompany him for moral support, he took a clown. Uh and not, and not, a a piece called I'm trapped on the Isle of Wight. Um, what else did we have? We had one I thought would be quite suitable for, possibly suitable for Finn Russell, uh, which was my son went blind after only eating what's its monster munch and chocolate. <laughs> Do you think if you if you just replace that with Haribo and and, yeah. and there's a, there's a very very real danger? Um, yeah, so I don't really feel like it's any big loss to society, but um, no. you know, apologies to all this morning viewers for the inconvenience it's causing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't suppose any of these articles are time uh, time critical, really. Yeah. No, I'm sure that I'm sure it would just give them time to go away and, and prepare finding more women who've married their own cats. <laughs> genuine, a genuine piece on this morning. Anyway, oh, um, the Rugby World Cup kicked off today. It was two of uh, Scotland's group 
members of Scotland's group in Pule, uh, Russia against Japan. Did you get a chance to catch it, Sandy? I, I did. I was uh, um, on the uh, on the tablet today for that one. But uh, yeah, quite enjoyed the game. It was an interesting game, wasn't it? I mean, for 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 being. Uh, you know, maybe a little less worried than I was. I think when we yeah. did the World Cup preview, but then again, it's a lot. You know, it's a big occasion for Japan. They're hosting. Um, it's. I think the the coach said afterwards, it's he maybe hadn't prepared the players for that sense of occasion, in the way he could have. So we maybe shouldn't get too uh, complacent because they've got the rest of the tournament to come good. No, I mean they they, they did look a little ring rusty or or stage fright, whatever you want to call it, at the, at the start. And eventually, I mean, I, I, I shouldn't really be surprised. I did expect them to win by about 30 in my super broom. We weren't a million, million, but it was exactly 30. So um, so it's probably, a, but I still, yeah, in all honesty, I, I'm a little more, I will sleep better tonight yes. than, than I have uh, worrying about that game. Yeah, I think um, if you, you could quite easily just, just bombard them with box yeah. kicks and hope they drop, <laughs> hope they spill them. I was wondering actually whether or not, because all the other teams have spent the pre-season looking at conditioning and the weather, and whether or not Japan have maybe not bothered as much because it's not so much of an issue for them, and whether or not that, that kind of might, might be their downfall if they've not prepared as well as other teams conditioning-wise. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure I read somewhere that the that they had more or less had all their players for for quite a while, and they hadn't been they, they'd been playing for um, they'd got them together to play almost like in a B league or, or uh, in Japan, just so that they could be together, you know, uh, rather than uh, playing at the top. Level even in, on you know the Japan League, um, uh, so perhaps have just come in slightly undercooked, um, not having had the level of competition that they would uh, maybe have expected. But I mean they did the business. But I thought uh, I thought Russia made a good account of themselves, and in the end of the day, I think it was only their fitness that uh, was the difference. I didn't see any great huge disparity between the teams in terms of their uh, their skill set. That's for sure. No, no, definitely not. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I think I'd, I'd, I'd certainly with my Super Brew Fantasy League, and you can join our Super Brew Fantasy League. Uh, by the way, there's details on the blog. Um, I had decided to select an all Japan backs um, on the basis that, based on Russia's form going into this, I thought they'd stick a hundred points on them, and I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, but that did not happen. So I'm slightly regretting my choices there. Um, speaking of Japan, we have a man in Japan, uh, Al. Kerr, who is the co-founder of the blog with Rory, uh, is out in Japan at the minute um, celebrating a very special birthday, but also there to see Scotland versus Ireland. It's a bit of a flying trip, but earlier today, Friday as we record this, um, I caught Al post-Japan-Russia. Um, bearing in mind the time difference, Al had been in a bar. Um, he, he had very much enjoyed himself. Um, but we got a really good insight into him uh, from, from Al about the, the atmosphere uh, and, and even how he's coping with the toilets. We're going to cross now live to Japan, to our man, our fan in Japan, Al Kerr, founder, co-founder of the blog. Uh, Al, how are things out there? What's the atmosphere like? It is um, unreal. Unreal. But I will, we will say one thing. If anyone uh, criticises Scotland for booing the kicker in future... Japanese apparently are big into booing the uh, national anthem. Put it this way, the Russians did not get a lot of respect this evening. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting experience. Uh, it also appeared that they go absolutely crazy over any time Japan attack. 
interesting times. Interesting days. So, what? How how popular is it out there then? The rugby world Cup is it is it as big as it would be over here, or is it treated as a bit of a curiosity? No, I think it is big, right? So, I mean, I'm going to say, uh, as we speak, there are two gentlemen walking past in absolutely pristine red uh, suits with Welsh ties on. So, uh, it would appear that Japan has, uh, or sorry, rugby has arrived in Japan with absolutely no hesitation. So, we went to the fan zone, right? We tried to go to the fan zone. It was uh, stacked out. We could not get into the fan zone. So that'll give you an idea of how busy it is. It's, uh, they, they really seem to think it. It's great. Yeah. Fantastic. And what what about the beer? Is there plenty of beer there because there were worries it would run out? No, there's no beer. We don't drink beer right here. Um, unless you mean the sort of incredible quantities of beer that have been consumed over the last 24 hours. Yes, <laughs> there is plenty of beer. There's plenty of hospitality. Um, they, they actually... In fairness, seem to have geared up really, really well. No, that's right. The big question, the big question, Al, before we lose you again, I think that everybody would want to know is how are you finding the toilets? Uh, challenging. Um, I think I sent you a picture last night. Um, there are too many options. Um, and as a drunk Scotsman, I just want pee and flush. <laughs> it's, a, it's a challenge. And on the bright side, I've not sprayed uh, talcum powder on my face yet. That's they, right. Yeah. They just be minutes away. Uh, has there been any unexpected spraying at all? Have you managed to avoid that so far? Uh, unexpected spraying? No, but I'm here with a. I bumped into a former uh, wing that I used to play with at Broughton, uh, who's a Frenchie, and he apparently has been making the most of the. According to his new wife, see, he's here on his honeymoon, so he's a real sort of romantic figure. Um, He's been spraying uh, his backside. Um, how is everyone feeling out there for Sunday then for, for, for Scotland, Japan? The team's been announced. Everyone positive mood? Yeah, I think so. I'm a bit surprised that uh, Darcy Graham's not starting. I'm a bit surprised that Blake Thompson's not starting. But other than that, I think you could have picked that team 10 days ago, to be honest. So, Sandy, um, that was Al. We, um, Al, we spoke briefly to Al before we lost him. We had some connection difficulties, I think, just because yep. um, uh, given the, the time difference and the distance we're over. But um, uh, Al was, we were talking about this Scotland selection. I mean, it, it, on the one hand, every, a lot of people are saying it's maybe a, a very safe selection. But on the other hand, there was a couple of surprises in there. I mean, Al saying that he was surprised to see uh, Ryan Wilson in there rather than Blade Thompson. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with that. Although, when you when you step back a bit and have a closer look, he's, in almost every case, what he's done is he's picked the player with the greater experience. And um, they, you know, you could you could certainly make an argument for Blade Thompson um, over Ryan Wilson. I'm not, you know, I don't I don't think he's as quality as much as what Thompson is. Although, but the difference is that that Ryan Wilson has played there. I don't know how many caps he's got. I can't remember, but you know, he's not. You know, he's not coming fresh to it. He's he's got the experience, uh, and and the and the same in some of the other choices. Um, I don't know whether you were going to go on to sort of speak about them specifically, but um, I mean, obviously, the I think the other one that kind of surprised people was maybe um, a wing choice uh, to to keep Seymour in and and leave uh, Darcy on the bench. Again, it's a it's an experienced choice, um, and probably the same in the second row where everybody, or, or certainly a lot of people, felt that um, uh, Scott Cummings had done enough to perhaps uh, unseat uh, Grant Gilchrist. But again, he's, he's gone for experience. But 
the great thing about that is you look at that bench now and you go, that's pretty tasty. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it sort of speaks, we'll go through the team in a minute, but the kind of, you look at that bench and maybe Gordy Reid aside, you're thinking that's a bench designed for Scotland to really crank up the tempo in the last quarter um, and to come on and, you know, the, uh, Scott Cummings and Blade Thompson are both very mobile forwards. Um, so maybe Scotland almost to sort of start ratcheting, ratcheting up the tempo against a tiring, a tiring island side. Yeah, no, I think that's the uh, that would seem to me to be the uh, the, the plan. Uh, I mean, obviously, the only big fly in that particular plan is that we've got to get to a point that we're not too far behind. Um, I, I certainly think our bench is stronger, and and we'll have the advantage when the benches come into play. Um, you just have to hope that we've that the score is such that uh, at that point that it makes a difference. Um, I think we're probably ahead. Marginally ahead, you know, small bout, small amount in the backs. Whereas I think the Irish forwards maybe have a an edge, um, but I, I, and even then, that's again, it's marginal. You know, I, I'm I'm feeling reasonably confident as yeah. it stands. Yeah, I mean, if we go through the the, the pack, then I mean, um, in the front rows, you've got uh, Del McAnally and Nell up against Healy, Best and Furlong. I mean, Alan Dell was maybe a bit of a surprise for me because I I thought he might go with Gordy Reid again just just to kind of shoot up the scrum early doors. But yeah. Dell offers a lot... If they're, if they're hoping to play a fast and loose game and try and not get sucked into an arm wrestle with Ireland, which I think, you know, you saw Ireland against Wales in Cardiff. That's that's the last thing you want to do against Ireland. That's maybe why he's, Townsend's opted for Dell over, over Gordy Reid. Yeah, that's a good shout. I, I, I don't see any... Uh, I think that's, you've hit the nail right on the head. I don't think there's any other reason you could see for that. It's, I mean, you know he's not going to play the whole the whole 80, so um, perhaps if you're going to be wanting to stretch your legs in the last you know, 20 minutes, perhaps having somebody that can still hold the scrum up at that point is, is not a bad shout, you know. Um, they, and I think the rest of the front row pretty much pick themselves as it stands. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Gilchrist and Gray at lock up against Henderson and James Ryan. Um, Johnny Gray, I thought, we, we hadn't really talked about him much um, in the World Cup preview because he'd only played one against, game against Georgia, but he looks to be carrying a lot more upright and going to ground a lot less or a lot slower than he was. You know, We've talked in the past about Johnny Gray taking contact and pretty much just flopping on the floor and trying to recycle it but he really looked like he was trying to get yards with ball in hand which is something he did early on when I was looking back at highlights of him the last World Cup and even you know some of his early games in a Scotland shirt sort of really using his weight and his power to sort of get you know take a couple of players out with every carry whereas he seemed to in more recent times revert to just falling and trying to recycle the ball as quickly as possible so it's hopefully I'm hoping, fingers crossed, Touchwood, that, that that's something that he's been working on and he's he's, he's going to take into this game. Yeah, and I, I, I think the biggest issue with, with Johnny is it's, he has had, had so little game time that, uh, I mean, obviously the, the coaching staff will know whether he's he's 100% ready, not not even in terms of an, the injury, but just in terms of his, you know, if you want to call it aerobic fitness. I'm sure he will be, but, uh, you know, that everybody else has pretty much played a lot of, you know, a lot of minutes in the run-up, and he's probably got the least amount. So, but I think if we're, we need his tackle ability, and I think you know, he, he, even accounting for perhaps is not at the uh, you know one hundred percent peak. Uh, I think if you've got that, 
you know, tackle ability against a team like Ireland that recycle and recycle and recycle until we're all just a bit fast asleep. Yeah. Um, you need need somebody like that. And, right. and, yeah, and that's I mean, I suppose that when when Glasgow beat Leinster in the in 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 the Pro 14, I think a famous game where he made something like was it for a world world record of four yeah, tackles in a game or something yeah. ridiculous like that. You know that that's what we need in in this game. Um, the back row then, I mean, it's Barkley, Watson, and Wilson up against Omani, Van der Fleer, and and Stander. Um, the obvious candidate for the one that's going to go is probably you, you would imagine that Barkley's going to be brought off for Thompson and Wilson shift to six at some point because Barkley overall looked like the one. I don't know if it's just an age thing, the one that maybe sort of was blown a little bit in games. Yeah, uh, and I suppose it'll just depend on how the how the uh, whether there's any injuries up to that point. But yeah, yeah, I think you could very well be right. I hadn't really, I'd forgot they could obviously sh- shift around, and I suppose that's the only one of the the beauties of I mean Barkley can play as well if it's whatever reason we could require that. Um, so yeah, I think that's a. I mean, that's the one thing you could say about Ryan Wilson is he's certainly got a, he's certainly got a great engine and he'll keep he'll keep going. Whereas you're right, recently uh, John Barkley has looked just a l- little bit perhaps leggy as the as the games have progressed. Maybe maybe I'll have worked that out by now. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I think the the one thing to touch on, and we we've, we've talked about this on the podcast in the past, is that Ryan Wilson is not an eight. But I don't think now we I think we've kind of got our heads around the fact that that's not the role he's been asked to fill. He's he, he fills the eight role at scrum. And it actually is one thing he's very good at, is controlling the ball at the base of the scrum and uh, his decision-making at the base of the scrum, I don't think it's really been under question. And he's been very good in the eight role at the restart more recently. But I think in terms of carrying, when you watch what they try to do, they're not they're not using him as the eight. If They almost use Watson yeah, as that yeah. ball carrier. And he, and he doesn't, it's not a traditional eight role that he does, but he he. He sucks in enough defenders just with his mazy pinballing runs that it, it almost does the same thing. Yeah, no, that's I think you're, you're again you're spot on to be honest. There. Yeah. Um, next, we've got the backs. Then um, we've got Murray and Sexton up against Laidlaw and Russell. Uh, an eternal battle. Uh, you know, a battle as old as time. This is really, really interesting. This I think that you've. They've come up against each other before. There's a real history, I think, between Laidlaw Russell and Sex, you know, Sexton and Murray. Yeah. It's that for me is going to be a really fascinating, uh, a fascinating matchup in how how the game goes. Yeah, no, I I think um, I mean, obviously, again, Sexton and Murray have not, if I'm right in thinking, not played a lot of rugby recently, mm. um, and and I don't think you know, on their day they have been probably you know potentially the best. Standoff and scrum half in the world for a uh, for a while, but I don't think they're at that now. And and uh, I mean, I certainly would, uh, as it stands at the moment, I would rate uh, Finn above Sexton. Um, uh, he's certainly more uh, less greeting face, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, and and although although Greg doesn't play the same kind of game as Murray, it's equally as effective. Yeah. Um, so I think you know that. Uh, I, 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 I think we've got a wee bit of an edge there, unless that pair, the Irish pair, rediscover their um, the the form of perhaps uh, last season, the season before. But uh, as it stands, I think we've got a bit of an edge. It's interesting because Scotland really ta- sort of targeted Sexton in the game at Murrayfield and the Six Nations, and 
it worked because he went off injured, and also it really it did seem to really rattle him. But also, Ireland were quite wise to that, and there was a couple. Of, I think for one of the Irish tries, in fact, the fact that I think Johnny Gray had had, had followed, or maybe even Gilchrist had followed through and taken Sexton out off the ball, legitimately, you know, the split kind of split second yeah. kind of thing, but that then left a gap of defence. So that for me is going to be interesting. Do you know how much can they get away with rattling Sexton? Because it was obviously something they were trying to do whilst at the same time whether they've now worked out how how they protect themselves and don't leave themselves open to to the to the centre you know, the centres pouring through the gaps yeah. left. Yeah. I mean his temperament definitely seems suspect. Uh, and it, it, it's not even a it's not even a, on a physical level I don't think because he you know he can he's had plenty of hits over the years but just sometimes you think it, it's like the the toys just come out of the pram with him and mm. and I think it affects his game. Um, I, I think our, our biggest issue is at standoff that we haven't selected a, a, you know a replacement standoff mm. a proper replacement standoff on the bench um, and I understand. Where he's where Townsend has gone with us, but it does make me worry that, that this is something that uh, the Irish will be aware of. I mean, uh, and uh, and whilst you're, you and I are talking about them uh, targeting Sexton, they will be very much doing the same thing uh, to Russell. Yeah. Um, the chat yeah. is. I mean, we were spec. I was speculating earlier on Twitter that it's either you shift Greg Laidlaw to ten or. Do the unthinkable, the unspeakable act of, of bringing Hogan in at ten. Um, but there, there is, there has been sort of chat. I think the offside line have said that Chris Harris is viewed as an option at ten. Which, yeah, I mean, it, we've seen Laidlaw at ten for Scotland against France, Six Nations before last, yeah. was it? Or was yeah. it the Six Nations even at Murrayfield? The whereas we, you would have thought if well, even if that is an option you would have thought he should have had 10 minutes against at least Georgia at 10 just to, even if we run it on the training paddock, just to make sure that it's an option, you know? Yeah, it does seem a bit of a wild a wild card. And um, and it just, it, it does, it does worry me slightly that we're, uh, that, I mean, I, I mean, I think I said this the last time we spoke that, uh, I mean, if Russell's injured, their game plan's probably taken a huge then anyway, um, is that you know I, I don't even I don't even believe that Hastings can fill the shoes adequately. So perhaps that's where where we're looking at here is that we don't have anybody who can be fun. So does it really matter which of our second choices we're we're using? So let's you know instead make sure we can leave room in the bench for some you know for the likes of Darcy Graham um, yeah. because he might not have he might have dropped off the end had we had a uh, Hastings in for the replacement 10 um, given that Harris obviously covers right, the rest of the way right across the backs Yeah, and I suppose that comes back to what we're saying is that he's gone with options that are going to make a real impact from the bench Yeah, but also stacked with forwards because it's going to be an attritional game as well um, we'll, we'll skip the we'll skip uh, we'll, we'll not do this numerically, we'll go straight to centres then, you've got Johnson and Taylor up against Aki and Ringrose Yeah um, that I mean, we we speculated against this. That this is obviously Townsend's preferred centre pairing. It's not necessarily Ireland's first choice. They've not had a lot of game time together, Johnson and Taylor, but they've obviously had a lot of time to get. They've had a long pre. This has been a long pre-season building up yeah. to the World Cup, so they've had a lot of time together, off the park. 
And it's got, I mean, that last game against Georgia, I, th- I think that they, they, they kind of seem to be still finding each other out, but it's exciting. I mean, I think Rory said earlier on Twitter, can we really say this is a a sensible select, you know, selection for a Scotland side if you've got Finn, Sam Johnson, Duncan Taylor, Stuart Hogg and Hamish Watson in it? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think I, I think everybody would have has chosen out of what we have that everybody would probably have, have picked this centre pair. Um, I think the the they may just edge it on the Irish pair, um, and Aki in particular. Whilst I think he's fantastic going forward, I think he's a wee bit suspect defensively. Mm. He, he has a bit of a uh, tendency to come up out of the line and and break up the defensive structure a bit. Um, I mean, not huge many times, but enough that I think it. He's certainly not as good as the uh, as the players that were uh, that that would have started had they been fit. So I think we've got a wee bit of an edge there. I think there is enough flair uh, in that pair and enough defensive now. So hopefully that will. Um, but you're right. I think the biggest. Issue is, you know, you you kind of really want your centres to have played together mm-hmm. 15, 20, 25 times before you get to this point, so that they, they almost telepathically know what the other one's going to do. But hopefully, they're intelligent enough to 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 work through that. And you know, yeah. as you say, they've had plenty of time. I suppose the one concern is that Dun- given that Duncan Taylor is made of balsa wood and glass, that, yeah, that, that you, you know, you've got Chris Harris on the bench, but then after that, who's who's next off the rank? You get, you know, an injury to to take. To Johnson and Taylor, then all of a sudden you're probably shifting Russell up to twelve, and you're at sixes and seven. So it's it's a real yeah. test, I suppose, of the depth. There's going to be a real test, this test of the depth and versatility of some of Scotland's players. I mean, the back three then we've got Maitland, Seymour, and Hogg. It's the you know the classic back three that Scotland have. I think, yeah. like you said, Darcy Graham has done enough to be the starter, but you can understand why. Uh, you know, against the very experienced Ireland side with you know Stockdale, Andrew Conway, and Jordan Lamore, that 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 is gone with a more experienced back three than without Graham going going in there. Yeah, no, I, I mean the only debate was was uh, Graham going to get the nod over Seymour, and I understand why he hasn't. It's uh, you know it, you, you want to see him because he's exciting, but at the same time, you know that uh, that he's he's going to play a part and, and hopefully he's going to play a, he's going to be the uh, finisher that, that the All Blacks and that uh, Eddie Jones talks about for Scotland, you know, um, uh, comes on and makes an impact, uh, you know, against, I mean, they're not going to be tired, let's face it, because everybody's the fittest they've ever been, but um, they will have played, you know, 60, 65 minutes of rugby where he's coming fresh uh, and he's dynamic enough when he's at his, uh, his you know, as tired as everybody else. So hopefully that makes a it can it can have a real impact, to be honest. And I, and, um, and although he does, he's had plaudits. I think he's still maybe flying a wee bit under the radar with some of these, even with the Irish. I mean, we're all. I think the whole of the Scotland team are we've been written off in so many places. Yeah, I mean, I saw a thing today saying that some other podcast had. Um, suggested that Scotland might get beat by Samoa and Japan, which I think is utterly... I think even we were suggesting that they might have a have a tough game against Japan yeah. in the preview podcast, but to suggest that we're going to lose against Samoa and Japan, I think is it's probably time to pack up the podcast, lads. Just, I think it really is. It's a re- real sort of clickbait territory with stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, crazy talk. Crazy again. <laughs> um, leave leave the pessimism to, to us. Um, the bench then, we've got Brown, Reed, Bergen... 
Fitz Pop in the World trademark, uh, Scott Cummings, Blade Thompson, Ali Price, Chris Harris, and Darcy Graham. I mean, I suppose there's not like I said. Aside from the players you might have expected to start, there's not really any surprises there. I guess. Um, I guess so. I mean, a few people would have probably been would have selected uh, uh, Xander Fagerson over Simon Bergen, but I think. Uh, um, I think, to be honest, I think Bergen's a better prop. It's just as simple as that, mm-hmm. uh, as it stands at the moment. Um, a, um, I mean, Xander's obviously a, a good bit younger, and he'll, he's got his, he'll have his time. But I think it stands at the moment. And it, you know, Simon's got his issues at, at tight head as well. But I think it, just at the moment, I think he's just edges it in that regard. And, um, there's no point in. I mean, it's, maybe it's the same story with Gordy Reid. If you're if you're bringing on, you know. Drops in at a time when you're hoping that you're going to be the, the game's going to be broken up a wee bit and and you're going to be able to run about. You still need to win the ball. Yeah. <laughs> so so maybe that's the maybe that's the logic there. So yeah. Um, but other than that, I think the 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 bench is. Um, is there a is there an argument for uh, for Blair, given that he covers a few places as well? Maybe, but you know, I, I didn't. I looked at it and I just thought, yeah, no, that's that's. What I probably would have done myself. Yeah, exactly. I think that's it. You know, the moment you start talking about Kingholm, well, that means you're probably losing Graham because Harris yeah. covers at centre. Yeah. And then it's back to Graham again, isn't it? So yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. It's exciting though. We're in the World Cup now. I mean, are you? I I don't know if it's just the buzz of the World Cup. I'm feeling slightly more optimistic about the Allen game than I than I maybe was a week ago. But again, we've been here before. Um, how are you feeling, Sandy? I mean, every I suppose this isn't a home game. It's not an away game. Everyone's away. Yeah. Is that, are you uh, feeling excited? Oh, I, I can't wait. I mean, the, the I think you know we've been, you're right. We've been here along many, many times, and uh, and pessimism is followed by cautious optimism as the game approaches, uh, and then frequently is uh, is uh, replaced by uh, depression, but. Uh, as it stands at the moment, I'm in the, I'm in the, the cautiously optimistic camp. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I, I think I've said it before. I don't think this island team are at their, are at their best. Um, maybe they don't need to be, but you know, I think we are. I mean, it's just where we are. I think we're on the up, and they're on a bit of the slide. Um, whether they have slid enough, and we've moved up enough. Uh, Sunday morning, you know, our time will, will, will tell. Um, I mean, everybody talks about, you know, the, the best prepared they've ever been, the fittest they've ever been, the camaraderie in the camp is fantastic, and everybody's getting on, and we're, you know, and, and they're all saying the same things. Uh, and it'll only be when we step foot on the on the pitch that the that the truth will truth will be out. Uh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Well, that's kickoffs eight forty-five on Sunday. Um, it's on ITV. It's on BBC Five Live. Have it on the radio. Um, presumably, it'll appear on the ITV player as well at some point. I think they even have ITV Plus One these days. If you want to watch uh, an article on women who marry their own cats an hour later in the morning. <laughs> um, so we will be back. Um, we're not going to jinx. It. I'm not going to force Sandy or myself to, to pick a score for this game. It's too it's too important a game. Um, we'll we'll be back on Monday evening to record a full podcast. This we're going to run these wee uh, preview pods before every match once the teams are announced. We might have a couple more during the podcast during the the, the the World Cup as well. Seeing how see how we go. So keep an eye on on Twitter and Facebook for for those announcements. But for the minute, uh, we will we, Sandy and I will see you on the other side. 
goodbye. Cheers. Good night.